1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: One of my favorite conversations every week. I look forward to this. 11.25. Running late. Sorry, Charch. Uh, But uh, that's our fault. But you tell me if you need to bail early. But Paul Charchian's with us every week. He is, of course, one of the preeminent fantasy football experts in our country. He's got podcasts mm-hmm. called Fantasy Football Weekly and Chop. You can listen to those wherever you get your podcasts, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Paul Charchian. So you are in Vegas for the Vikings-Raiders game. Uh, yeah. Good for you. Good weekend. You are going to go to the Sphere and see and see you too? I know you're a big music yeah, you guy. Two, yeah, I am. Um, don't love you too,
3: but I like you too. I'd like to, but I don't want to pay two thousand dollars <laughs> to see you two in the sphere. So, you know, I I think I'll wait a little while, and uh, you know, maybe we can get uh, Frank Sinatra Jr in the sphere at
2: some point and that ticket ought to be about 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go see Sinatra with you. That would be quite the story though, wouldn't it? Um yeah, it really would. Yeah, Sinatra Jr. He, a very very bitter guy and I remember yeah. like t- when I first came
3: to Vegas, Kevin. So this is like 30 years ago now. Um, he would play for free at Four Queens downtown and so you'd be gambling, and they had a stage right off the floor, the gambling floor, Yeah, and he's just on the stage singing to basically nobody because everybody else is gambling, and it's the sound of slot machines going and, you know, 21 and people cheering and everything. He's trying to sing over that into the gambling floor. Nobody listening, and he couldn't have been less <laughs> interested to be there. It was <laughs> – it's got to be – that it just had to be an all-time low point for – Frank Sinatra Jr.
2: So where are you staying? Where do you stay when you're in Vegas? Well, it just so happens that I'm, I'm I'm here with my radio station for Minneapolis cafe. We have a
3: diehard listener who is a casino host at planet Hollywood. And he puts us up for all of our station events that we do uh, around this. uh, Yeah. Around this. So yeah. Planet Hollywood, which is fine. Great location, right in the heart of the strip. And you know, I like, I like Planet Hollywood. It's good.
2: Yeah. Um, I was there's just something about being there for a football weekend, and I've not done a football yeah. weekend in Vegas in a while. I was out there over the summer, um, but uh, have not done a football weekend there. All right, can I so. can I tell you what's
3: changed uh, from a, the football Sundays of yore to now? Is you can you have to pay to sit in the sports book now. Oh, you know, yeah. In the old days, you know, uh, you know in, the old days, yeah, in the old days, it was first know, come, even,
2: first serve. Although there right. were areas that were roped off for certain players, yes, right, right. Now, in many cases, the whole thing is effectively roped
3: off, and you've got to meet some spending threshold or have you know be a rated player or whatever before you can get in there. And it's, I don't know, I mean, it's still the fun out of it for me. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch Sunday football in my room. You know, I want to be there with a million other maniacs oh, who are cheering 100%. for the under. 100%. You
2: know, you, you know yeah. what's funny, though, Charch, is that as many Sundays and as many weekends as there was a group of like 8 to 12 of us that would do it, you know, a minimum of twice a year for many, many mm. years. I never once placed a sports bo- a bet in a sports book because why? why would you? I mean, I I already had a book, oh, you had a guy. and so I continued okay. to play the same way. Um, although I do think just for fun, sometimes we would get in late on a Friday night and the last game on the board was like sharks, you know, uh, sharks, <laughs> yeah, right. ducks, you know. And so we, yeah. we'd have to have some action to watch that game. <laughs> um, and uh, and maybe that's when I would fire uh, at the actual window. But, um, you know, the Circa, uh, I did something for the Circa when I was out there. And uh, my good friends, Tim Murray and Aaron Oster, both work out there. Tim does a show for the VEASAN Network. And um, uh, yeah, I and, do Tim's uh, show. I do Tim's show almost every week. By the way, yeah, yeah. So Tim does his show from the Circa um, mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Sean King, former former Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I was out there for the first time this summer because I, I went by there to to meet some of the people from the Circa. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. Circa, the you know, beach pool stadium swim thing yeah. is really That's amazing, right? It's pretty amazing. I I I don't know if that would be my choice. For Sunday football watching every week, because I imagine there is a <laughs> lot of stuff going on there, which is fun. Don't get me wrong, um, but man, it is quite the scene there. What a scene! The oh, circa. For I, you those know, of you, I,
3: I want to see. I want to yeah. see poolside at the <laughs> circa watching all the games, wearing your Speedo. I can put a little oil on you. I think, no, thank you. Know, I you. think we could spend a Sunday at, at Circa.
2: I think I think no. the minimum tat required would be like four to five, so four so and a half, the over-under on, on tats, and I'd be way under on that. <laughs> um, but uh, it is an incredible scene with those video screens and the boards outside yeah. pool. Um, it, uh, if you're younger than church and I am, that's where you want to go. It's downtown, but go to the circa and watch games in Vegas at the stadium. Um, Mm -hmm. all right. So what do we have? Uh, this is the worst Thursday night game. Uh, There've been a lot of bad ones, but this one is particularly awful. You know, the total is 30. Lowest total in 30 years. 1993, Cincinnati, New England was at 30 and a half. And actually, the the other game this weekend, the Browns and Jags has a super low total, too.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's in the 30s, too. I think it's like 33. It's 31, I think. Uh, so. Also, yeah, the 31. It's, uh, it, tonight, we get the quarterbacking duel uh, between Bailey Zappi and Sad Trombonski. I I don't know what we as,
2: for those of you who don't know. Yeah.
3: I don't know what we as humanity did to bring this upon ourselves. I don't know. I mean, we made uh, two, two broke girls. I mean, we did that, but I don't know what else we could have done that really meant that we should be subjected to this tonight. It's the kind of game that only a better could love and only a fantasy player, you know, even then there aren't that many fantasy relevant players in this game. But we're the only ones, I think, that could possibly find a reason to watch this.
2: Well, is there anything, actually, if you've got a Warren or if you've got a, a, a somebody on Pittsburgh, I mean, do you have any trust that this there's going to be yards uh, gained, uh, forward yards and points scored?
3: I like one angle in this whole game, and just one. Ramondre Stevenson out with a high ankle sprain, Zeke. It's all, Zeke's going to get so much workload in this game. So they have no functional quarterback in New England. You know, Belichick has turned into a run first, run second coach. Over the past three weeks, New England ranks fifth in rushing attempts. Over the past three weeks, they ranked number three in rushing yards. Um, you know, Zeke hasn't looked good, but with enough volume, I think he's absolutely startable here. And opposing runners that have had at least 17 carries against Pittsburgh are averaging 110 total yards and .9 touchdowns per game. So Zeke's the one guy that I just feel like on just sheer volume, that's really startable in this
2: game. You know, quickly, not that I want to well on the worst game of the week and one of the worst games on paper of the year. Um, but Bailey Zappi is terrible. Like, but yeah. but I yeah. say that because I want to lead into this. When Jake Browning came in against Baltimore on Thursday Night Football a few weeks ago, he was terrible. When he started against the Steelers, mm-hmm. awful. And then he just put together one of the most magical performances of the NFL season. And then going back to Josh Dobbs. Anybody that had seen Josh Dobbs before this season was like, well, you can't ever – be in a position to have to start him in a game. And then all of a sudden, he started to ball out a little bit in Arizona and then had two incredibly memorable moments for the Vikings. So maybe this is the weekend you want Bailey Zappi with the way things have been going. Because every time, like Tommy DeVito was going to start for the Giants. He was so awful first glimpse. But I'll tell you what, against Washington, he hit some big plays. Um, And he's he got he the okay, trust but, but of Dable every, over, yeah. Everybody hits big plays
3: against Washington. That can't be it's our barometer for success, no, unfortunately. It
2: can't,
3: <laughs> it can't no. be. And this league right. has got us, we've got Bailey Zappi, Zach Wilson, you know, the, I don't know, thrice benched Zach Wilson back, C.J. Beathard is starting, Mitch Trubisky, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Tommy DeVito and Desmond Ritter, Josh Dobbs, Aiden O'Connell. I mean, we're, you know, this this happened at this yeah. time last year too. We get to this, you know, they added these extra games on the end and teams are just, you know, they're staggering to the finish of an, of a marathon season with these, you know, mostly totally non-functional quarterbacks. It's bad for the product.
2: Yeah, I mean, non-functional except that for whatever reason – DeVito stepped up and had a decent game. Jake Browning had a great game. Dobbs came out of nowhere, and I'm just wondering who the next one is going to be. Um, look, Joe Flacco actually played really well last week until the interception, which was a big interception in the game. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, he's he's the best they've had by far uh, this year. Um, all right, so... Let's start with Mahomes, not that we're starting with Mahomes. Let's continue. What's going on with Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs offense?
3: When I think, or when you think, of long bombs in the Mahomes era, like, you know, last five years, when I think of, if you think of long bombs, which quarterback's the trigger man for those throws? Mahomes. Mahomes. Get this. Here's where he ranks on passes of 20 or more yards this year. In completions, he's 20th. 20th. Completion percentage, Patrick Mahomes is 32nd in the NFL. In passer rating, he's 36th. That is dead last among qualified quarterbacks. In touchdown to interception ratio, Patrick Mahomes, 36th, dead last over the past 5 weeks Patrick Mahomes in fantasy points per game is quarterback 21 just below Baker Mayfield and it's because he's not getting those deep balls that were salvaging drives and you know turning something from nothing into something gigantic and that had been that had been a lot of what Mahomes had been had been surviving on was good play throughout the game but then like three just electric bomb plays that pick up 50 yards and Tyreek Hill screaming down the field. And, you know, that stuff, when you hit those big plays, it masks some of the other things that haven't come together this year for Patrick Mahomes with the set of receivers that he's got. And it probably doesn't get better this week, Scott. Kevin, uh, Buffalo allows the shortest A-dot in the league, the shortest average distance of throw, just 6.3 yards. That's it. So I don't think the deep passing is going to come together this week either. And Patrick Mahomes has stopped being – just like an automatic every week starter.
2: That, I mean, that's the, you know, you get the the, the Chiefs and Bills at 425 Cowboys-Eagles on Sunday night. So we get a, a really good, you know, late afternoon mm-hmm. into night uh, of football. Um, I, I actually think Buffalo's got a chance to win. I mean, I think we are headed towards the first year of Mahomes having to win road playoff games to advance. Yeah. I mean, they'll get a home play. They're going to win the division. So they'll get one at home, but after that, like, I, I think the Bills have a legit chance to win that game Sunday. Oh, I mean, after sure. watching what yeah. Jordan Love did uh, to them, I mean, it, 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 does it get a lot better for the Bills or you know, continue to get better for, for Josh Allen this week against Kansas City? It's a good defense.
3: It usually is a good defense, and that's what we've been surviving is on their pass defense especially – but there's a chance that that's not going to be good enough here. Uh, Josh Allen is playing well. It's not, you know, for, you know, for whatever ups and downs that they've had, mostly, it hasn't been on Josh Allen. It hasn't been Josh Allen's fault. And because the Bills can attack you so many different ways with so many different players, like Legarius Sneed is the cornerback for Kansas City that's just turned into just an absolute shutdown guy. So, but even if he takes yeah. up Steph Diggs, could this be one of these blow up Gabe Davis games Gabe Davis. who has tortured the Chiefs in the past? Last two right. games against the, Chief, uh, the Chiefs, he's got six touchdowns. So you know there's a real scenario here where the where Buffalo wins with the even if you take out Stephon Diggs, they've got a number of other ways like Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, they can
2: they go win for sure. Do you like Gabe Davis this week over Rasheed Rice? I do, I do. Uh, so the Gabe Davis
3: thing, and I hinted at it here. So. They've you're breaking up a little bit, Charge. I know
2: you're in in, in the uh, in ho in the hotel. We're, we're you're, you've been breaking up a little bit here. Yeah, who sorry about you... it.
3: Yeah, I'm in the bowels of Planet Hollywood right now. Which okay, makes a we
2: got bit you. Easy. We got you now. You said good. Can hear me now. Okay, so good. You, right, you, good. you'd go um, you'd go Davis over Rice.
3: I would because uh, Le'Jerri Sneed's going to be on digs. That puts Davis on the other corner who Jalen Watson, who is a far far better option, and we've seen a lot of cases. Where, like against Philly a couple of weeks ago, AJ Brown gets one catch for eight yards. Devonta Smith on the other side of the field gets six catches for 100 yards. So that's you know I love Gabe Davis in these exact spots.
2: What what's your strategy on as an example? If you've got Cup and Nakua, do you start them both?
3: I think Cup has lost the benefit of the doubt at this point. Okay. Um, which is hard for us to say. Nakua is the guy, and Cup. In fairness, he's running on two bad ankles, um, right. and that's been a struggle for him. Now they got Baltimore this week, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tamping down expectations for both of them. Baltimore might be the best defense going in the league overall. So this is a, this is a, and particularly against the pass where they've been terrific. So this is a tricky spot, and I, I don't, I, I don't have a starting grade on Cooper Cup, which I, I hate saying that, but I, I don't right now. Puka remains startable just based on the fact that he's been a week in and week out contributor here.
2: Two players I want to ask you about. Justin Jefferson. If you own Justin Jefferson, what are you yeah. doing this week? He's back against the Raiders.
3: Let me emphasize that he's at full health not even on the injury report. So, you know, they took eight weeks off his hamstring injury. So, you know, he's in really good shape that way. Josh Dobbs is back at the starting uh, starting quarterback. Now, as a downside, he's, he has never played with Justin Jefferson, obviously. So, you know, th- we don't know if those two are going to be an instant connection or if that's going to take some time. You know, he has the instant connection with DJ Hawkinson, and his value remains very, very high. But this whole Viking offense was designed and crafted all offseason to go through Justin Jefferson, and it was. Remember, in his first four games when he was healthy, oh. he was on pace for 136 yards per game. He was outpacing you – know, Tyreek Hill is currently you know, on pace to set the all-time receiving record by yardage, and Justin Jefferson was outpacing him in that first month of games before the injury. Now, Dobbs is in Kirk Cousins, um, and the Raiders are a competent – they're not great, but they're a competent pass defense, but you pretty much have to go back to Justin Jefferson, knowing this offense goes through him, and number one receivers almost always get paid against the Raiders.
2: And then what do you do if you've got Calvin Ridley? Um, with 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 probably Trevor yeah. Lawrence out for a little bit, yeah, and
3: the Browns on the docket, right? right? So you know, speaking of just impossible matchups, the Browns' pass defense absolutely elite. you know, we were talking about the Ravens how good they are. Browns, it's like neck and neck. They're fantastic. So you know, I'm I'm kind of out on Ridley Kirk with Kirk being gone, Christian Kirk being gone. You know, in theory, that siphons more catches other places, but it also means the defense can put more resources against him. And I don't, you know, the beauty of Christian Kirk was he was good enough that defenses had to account for him in the middle of the field. And now you take Kirk off the field. And I think Ridley actually, I think it's, I think this is uh, subtraction by subtraction for Ridley. So I, I don't love the matchup. And I, I don't like the fact that they're shorthanded without Kirk.
2: Saquon Barkley Monday night against the Packers or Javante Williams against that Charger defense?
3: Well, stupid Javante Williams, can you score a touchdown? I mean, you I know. Know, at the end of the day, you know, it's fantasy. We, don't, we want <laughs> touchdowns. And I, I love that he's the vast majority of, like, that whole offense, and, you know, they're one of the lowest passing teams one of the highest running teams in the league. Williams gets tons of work. No touchdowns. Chargers are giving up 135 total yards per game, so I feel confident that the yards are going to be there. And they are giving; they're letting opposing backs catch some passes too, and so he might chip in something there. So I, I'd like to believe that he's going to break his maiden on this season's uh, end zone, but I I can't tell you for sure that we're going to get that out of Javante Williams. So I've got I've got him as RB 11, so I still like him, and I think the yardage will be there. Just God, can we just can we get a touchdown?
2: And you got Barkley ahead of him.
3: I have Barkley six spots behind him. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. I. I. This is not a matchup that I. That I love for him, but it's. Uh. It's. It's a decent. It's. It's a middle of the pack matchup for Barkley. I don't mind right. Mark Barkley here. It's we're coming Packers down the stretch. Middle of the pack.
2: We're coming yeah. down the stretch in the league. I'm in with you. Um. Just mm-hmm. five. Five teams left. And. Yeah. Still standing. Barely. I know. How do you? How uh, does it feel? It feels good. It feels good. I'm just trying yeah. to tweak my roster here because we got injuries and and we got some bad matchups for some of my players this week. Um, there's no, there's never a bad matchup for Tariq Hill. Uh, there's never no, a bad no. matchup for <laughs> really,
3: for Travis really.
2: Kelsey. So those are two players that are pretty consistent for me. Um, but anyway, got, uh, enjoy I got, I got the weekend. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I, I got knocked out in your league on uh, last week. And
3: I, I blame Austin freaking Eckler, you know, it just one of those guys, he's too good to bench. And then just epic dud last week. Uh, And that hurt me. And I left James Connor on my bench who, who would have salvaged my uh, season if I I had started him. Uh, So yeah, that's Austin Eckler, the guillotine league assassin uh, this season.
2: Great job. As always appreciate it. Enjoy the Vegas weekend. Yeah, thank you for putting up with these these sound quality. No, I uh, mean we 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 do with you because because even even every third word is worth (laughs) hanging on with Paul Church. All right, Church, thanks. All right, thank you, my friend. Bye bye. All right. Steve Sands is gonna join us at noon. John Rom, six hundred million dollars to jump to the Live Tour. Sands will want to talk more about Sam Howell. Uh, than John Rahm. So we'll do a little bit of it all uh, coming up next. Kevin Sheincho, the Team 980, the Team 980 dot com. We are free and live on the Odyssey app. As Kevin just mentioned, John Rahm has reportedly agreed to join the Live Tour, an official announcement expected later this week. But the rumored number is between 450 and $600 million. That got Rahm to make the jump. Out of college football, according to sources, Michigan is working on a contract extension for one Jim Harbaugh. The contract rumored to be worth $11 million per year over five years. If it's just a flat 11, that would make him the second highest paid coach In all of college football, Nick Saban making $11.4 million per year. The main hurdle and the remaining uh, commitment is going to be in writing that Jim Harbaugh cannot pursue an NFL job this cycle. So Michigan would lock him down officially for five years. Juan Soto officially a member of the New York Yankees. He was acquired last night from the San Diego Padres. And that's what's trending.